Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Okay, welcome everybody to today's episode where we are talking about just in case. And we haven't talked about him in a long time. And for good reason, because just in case is this annoying guy who creeps into your life and into your home and takes over everything and keeps you stuck and keeps you stagnant and keeps you living a life that you don't want to be living. He's controlling, he's manipulative, and we just don't like him. So we haven't talked about him in a while, but today we're going to talk about him. Okay, and I asked you guys in the group, in the Motherhood Simplified group, if you're not in it, if you're listening on the podcast and not in it yet, come find us um, so that you can be a part of the conversation. There's tons of moms here, just like you, waiting for you, um, and, and we will help you out. Shaylee says, just tell me I don't need anything in my garage and to just get rid of it. You don't need anything in your garage, just get rid of it. And I can tell you that because I've done it, okay? We left Alaska to Florida, got rid of everything in my garage. I got rid of all that just-in-case tools, just-in-case nails and screws and uh, whatever else was in there, hunting gear, camping gear. All right, literally got rid of it all because it didn't fit in our suitcase. So you can do it. And Lindsay says you don't need it. And I'm going to go ahead and tell Lindsay to tell yourself that too. Because I know Lindsay's working on her garage. <laughs> this is a day, I guess, where I just call Lindsay out over and over again. Sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> um, okay, so if you're not in the group, get in the group. Because I asked you guys in the group for examples of things that you're holding on to just in case. A lot of you guys had similar or the same answers um, as each other. But you've also had answers that I've heard in the past. And I'm excited to talk to you guys about those so that we can talk about the specifics of just in case, what it really looks like, how to move past it, and what just in case really is, and <laughs> sorry, Lindsay, what just in case is, and um, how he really works and how to move past him. So, hey, Audrey, hey, Heather. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in a rare mood today. Okay, so just in case, Hey, Jessica, just in case at the core of who he is, Janelle, is either fear or procrastination. Just in case is making you operate from a place of fear or procrastination. So let's talk about two examples of that real quick. So if you're, if you are, <laughs> Jessica says I got a serious relationship with Justin. Um, if you are holding on to things for just in case and operating from a place of fear, this is what it would look like. It would look like things like, what if I need it? What if this made up scenario, whatever it is, happens and I don't have what I need or I can't go get what I need. And that's a normal part of our brain. Okay. It's like our survival instincts. It's how we protect ourselves. It's how we make sure that we survive. But as humans, you're not meant to stay stuck in that fearful survival mode. So when you continue to keep things in your house for fear of just in case, whatever it is, hey Shamra, then you're not operating at your, at, your, at your best and you know, your best state of being. You are staying stuck in that mindset of fear, 
of being limited, of not having what you need, of being deprived, and that's not good for you. Okay, so that's what, just in case, the fear side of it could be. Now let's talk about the procrastination side, which I'm excited to talk about because I wanted to talk about it yesterday, but I just never did. Um, I didn't get time to. But just in case can also be procrastination. So I had a really good example of this when I shared my sentimental items, um, my sentimental item post in the group where somebody asked, you know, when it comes to baby clothes, what do you think about doing something like making a blanket out of all of the baby clothes? And I know that that sounds really nice. And a lot of people talk about it and a lot of people want to do it. But a lot of times people are doing that to procrastinate, to procrastinate having to go through the baby clothes and to procrastinate having to get rid of the baby clothes that they know they don't need anymore because they're not in that stage of life anymore. So they are staying stuck in the past and they are procrastinating. Now, I'm not saying to not make that keepsake memory blanket for yourself. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying to be self-aware and realize whether or not you're using it as a form of procrastination and the same is true for the toy rotation that we talked about yesterday. So a lot of times people will say, I'm going to keep these toys for a toy rotation to avoid having to get rid of the toys and to avoid having to get rid of the toys and to procrastinate on making those decisions. So that is another kind of way that just in case sneaks into your life. It's a form of procrastination. It's a form of avoidance. And um, <clears throat> like I said, I'm not saying not to do a toy rotation. I'm not saying not to make that memory blanket, but I'll be completely honest with you guys and let you know that being where I'm at now, like I think back in the day, that's something that I would have wanted to do. Like I would have wanted to make a blanket out of all my kids' baby clothes because I didn't want to get rid of them, but I also didn't want to make the blanket. And to be completely honest, guys, and don't think that I'm a heartless monster, I don't really want a blanket made out of my kids' baby clothes. I want the memories. I want to be able to look back and remember them, which is why I have, you guys can't see it on the podcast, this little pair of green shorts that Kaylee fits into now that every single one of my kids has worn. And this is just simple for me. Like this makes me happy. This is me not procrastinating being like, I'm going to make something out of this, <laughs> right? I'm just going to take the memories and move on from the things. Um, Jessica says, do it for the right reasons, not as a crutch. Exactly. Exactly. So just in case can be either a form of fear or it can be a form of procrastination. Okay. So I hope that I just wanted to give you guys examples of what that could look like um, with the toy rotation and the memory blanket. Um, and then of course the, what if just in case I, I won't have the money for it, I won't, I, I'll need it and I won't have it. And we're going to talk about all these things and how to get past it, but it can also be a combination of both. Okay. So you can also have all of the just in cases, you know, fear and procrastination coming together, um, or you can have them individually. Um, that's basically what just in cases. Okay. And I want to give a distinction because somebody else mentioned it in the group. Um, there is also, it's a fine line because like I said, we can fall into this trap of 
having a bunch of stuff just in case to be air quote prepared. And then we can have a bunch of stuff that actually makes us prepared. There is a difference between being truly prepared and having things that do serve you and will help you and do make you prepared. And then there are things that you're holding on to just in case, like um, I think it was Jessica that posted it, 6,000 Band-Aids, which I'm gonna talk about because I also talk about Neosporin just in case, but there is a difference. And I actually have an entire course called Emergency Preparedness as a Minimalist that talks about the distinctions between these. It's a really good course. I think it's like $20. Um, I'll put a link to it in the description of this and in the comments so that if you are interested in getting that and learning the difference and learning how to actually be prepared instead of being just encased to death, <laughs> I can help you out with that. Okay. Um, but I wanted to give that distinction is that just in case doesn't mean that you can't be prepared and that you can't have a food storage system and that you can't have extra blankets or candles or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is not falling into the trap of like everything is saved just in case. Um, so, hey, Savannah. Um, let me catch up on the comments real quick because there's a ton of comments real quick and then we'll get into what just in case, like how he creeps into your life and how he makes you feel. Okay, so Shelly says, hitting home right now, I have a bag of my oldest baby clothes to make a blanket. It's been five years. I think I need to get rid of it now. Maybe all but one or two outfits for her G2 bear. Yes, exactly. And that's what I see often. Okay, guys, there's a lot of you guys in this group. I get a lot of messages. I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of interaction from you guys. And I see a lot of people saying, I have all of these baby clothes because I'm going to make a memory blanket out of it. And that's great. Do it if you want to do it. But if you're going to do it, do it. Hire somebody to do it. If you really want that blanket, do it. But I do feel like as moms, that's the easy way out. That's our way of being like, I don't want to make a decision on this yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> right. Or I'm staying stuck back there and I don't want to let it go. And I can promise you it'll be okay. You're not throwing away your memories. You are making room to make more memories and you are like compacting it into this tiny little pair of green shorts with like all the memories in these tiny little green shorts. Okay. Sorry, I'm getting too excited about the green shorts and you guys on the podcast can't see these tiny little green shorts, which is why you should get into the group and see these tiny little green shorts that every single one of my kids, including my stepson has worn. And I remember when my husband and I went and bought these at Fred Meyer in Wasilla, Alaska, in the middle of the winter and they were on clearance for like $2 because nobody wears these kinds of shorts in the middle of the winter. But we bought them and every single one of our kids has worn them. Okay. Um, Jessica says, I, I kept books to rotate. I haven't rotated in well over a year. And even when I have, even what I have out is too overwhelming for my kids. Yes. And Jessica is in the course. She's working through it. She's getting there. I mean, I was exaggerating. However, maybe I wasn't if I actually counted them out. That's part of the course. That's part of the course when you do your inventory. <laughs> okay. Shamra says, I'm super glad I decluttered the toys. Oh no, she found bugs in the toy bin that was easy to turn over and look because it wasn't full. Exactly. Things like that happen. Um, oh, Jessica says, getting rid of the baby clothes was so freeing, but I had to admit that meant a chapter of my life was over and that was definitely hard. Yeah, it is hard, but it doesn't mean that you're going to forget about it and it's, you know, insignificant. Okay, so let's talk about Justin real quick and what he does too. 
and how to move past it. So just in case is really freaking tricky. He is exhausting and he's keeping you stuck. Okay, I like to talk about him as a real person because it's fun. <laughs> but seriously, like keeping a grip on all of these things just in case is extremely exhausting because you have to live in that house or you have to walk through that garage or you have to spend your days avoiding that garage because it's exhausting, because it's a ton of decisions that you have to make, because there are all of these things that are making your imagination go wild and thinking of all of the purposes and experiences and things that might happen that might come up that you might need this item just in case. Like that's exhausting. That's a lot of mental work. And no wonder you're avoiding it, right? No wonder you're procrastinating on it because you have a lot of decisions to make on it. And um, it's just keeping you stuck. It's keeping you stuck in this cycle of not being able to truly focus on what's going on in front of you because in the back of your mind, there's all of this just in case stuff just leeching all of your energy from you. And I'm speaking from experience because guys in Alaska, <laughs> we had so much stuff. I've told you guys, like when I did our garage sales, our, both of our front lawns, our driveway, our garage inside of the house and some bigger things in the back of the house were, that was all of our stuff. And Yes, I could have sat there and looked at every single thing and been like, I can use this at this point. I can use this for this. I could make shift this into this and blah, 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 and come up with all of these elaborate stories and, you know, scenarios that might maybe come up that I could use those things for, but I didn't because I didn't have a choice and I moved and I got completely away from it and I found the freedom in it. I found the, the ease and the simplicity of walking into a garage that had our cars in it and the very basic things that we needed. And you know, like to change our oil or whatever it is that we needed because we do our own oil changes. <laughs> um, but just in case literally is probably one of the most exhausting and mentally draining reason or things, pieces of your clutter, I guess effects of your clutter. Yeah, it's one of the most exhausting and draining effects of your clutter is like all these just in case things. So. I want to let you know that 99.9999999999 percent of the time just in case means never. Okay. So I say that because it was true for me. I told you guys we we left all of our stuff in Alaska, threw it away, donated it or sold it, moved to Florida and never rebought most of that stuff ever again. And for the last like six years have been living basically clutter free with the things that we need and the things that we actually use. I don't miss any of that. There's not a single thing that I can look back on and be like, I really wish I would have not got rid of that. Or, or I never, I never ever have this thought of like, I wish we could just go back to Alaska and live how we used to live. It, it doesn't happen. Because all of those just-in-case scenarios never happened, okay? It never happened. And if it does happen, you guys know this. If you've listened to the Clutter Chronicles with the other moms, one of the questions that I ask them is, is there anything that you ever got rid of that, I, that you regret? And everybody laughs about it. They're like, no, no. But there's this one thing 
and it will be something ridiculous. I can't even think of anything. And they're like, it, it wasn't even a big deal. Like they can't even think about, like, it's hard for them to remember. Like, I can't even remember anything I've gotten rid of that. I'm like, I totally regret that. And that's what every single mom on that clutter chronicle series said of like, yes, there was one thing, but it's actually a funny story. And that's it. Like that's, that is just in case, like that's the story of just in case he makes you think you're going to be so screwed. If you don't have this, your life is going to suck. You're going to be stuck without any money and you're not going to be able to replace it. And then you ditch it and you let that stuff go. And you realize that moment never comes. And if it does come, you're like, that was actually kind of funny. Okay. So yeah, Natalie says 99 point. Just in case means never. It honestly truly does. And a big part of the reason that I wanted to do the Clutter Chronicles is so you guys could hear it from 10 other moms other than me who all agree, like, don't regret it. Don't regret it. It was, and if they do, it was like this tiny little minor inconvenience that didn't make or break any part of their days. And the freedom that they found from letting go of their just in case clutter was way more valuable than any little thing that they could have had. Okay. Now, the next thing that I want to talk to you about just in case is that, and I've been kind of alluding to it as we've been talking, but just in case only exists in your wildest imagination. Okay. In your wildest imagination, just in case, like he's not a real thing. These scenarios that you're thinking about don't exist. Okay. So Jessica, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys this story first. When I first opened the group, one of the very first questions that people had was like, I'm holding on to all of this stuff just in case, help me. And I was like, okay, give me some examples because I wanted, I love getting your guys' specific examples because it's so interesting to watch. Most of you guys have the same things. Jessica, it's gonna come full circle. But there was a lady, she was like, I have eight bottles of Neosporin. Some are open, some are closed but I keep buying Neosporin just in case. And I, I don't want to let it go just in case. And I, Ooh, Jessica, that's a great point. We're going to come back to that. And, um, I told her if, <laughs> if there is ever a moment in your life where you need eight bottles of Neosporin to fix your wound, you're going to have to go to the doctor. Cause that's a really big cut. And those bottles of Neosporin aren't going to help you anyway. Like one bottle of Neosporin is enough. One open bottle of Neosporin is enough. You don't have to keep holding on to that. And the reason that I wanted to bring that, that scenario up is because Jessica posted 6,000 Band-Aids, right? Like if there's ever a time in your life where you have 6,000 cuts all over your body and all over your kid's body, like you need more help than a Band-Aid. You need to go to the doctor, right? So that's just, and I think so many moms can relate to that because cuts happen, things happen. We got to be able to fix the things, but you don't need all that Neosporin. You don't need eight bottles of Neosporin to be prepared. You don't need 6,000 band-aids to be prepared. <laughs> right, Jessica? Um, but those are the kinds of things like just in case. And then all of a sudden you're drowning, you have drawers full of band-aids and Neosporin and screws and screwdrivers and brushes and toothbrushes and nail clippers and, and, sticky notes and pens. You guys want to talk about pens, Lindsay, just, you know, calling you out <laughs> one more time. <laughs> but I mean, come on, like that's what just in case is. 
He lives in your wildest imagination. He keeps you stuck in overthinking. Um, yeah, Jessica says he makes it, he, he feels like it's making us start over. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Lindsay says, no, don't talk about this. Um, he's in your wildest imagination. He's making you think of all of these things that realistically are not ever going to happen. They're just not going to happen. They're never going to come up. And if they do, you're going to figure it out. Okay. So some other examples that I wanted to talk to you guys about because they were repeat answers that I got from a lot of you guys are pre-baby clothes. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick. Because we are a group of moms and we all have babies and we all know what it feels like to have a baby and not have our clothes fit, yet we still torture ourselves by holding on to all of these clothes just in case. And I am coming off of a, I have a toddler. She's 21, 20 months now. So I can tell you, I completely understand how it feels to have a baby and have clothes that don't fit you. Okay. So I was, I, I'll be completely honest because I had my first two kids really young. I was 19 and 21. I didn't fit into my clothes for a few months, but then I got right back into them. That did not happen with Kaylee. Okay. Cause I was older. I was older. It was my third baby, whatever. And Luckily, I had started this group. I had been on the process of like purging all of our stuff, you know, living without clutter. And after I had her, it was like six months after there was still a pair of jeans in my closet that I was like, I would really love if those would fit over my hips again one day. But I, I knew, because this is what I tell you guys all the time, staring at those clothes that didn't fit me anymore made me feel like shit. Okay. I'll be completely honest. Made me feel like shit every single day. Um, sorry if there's kids around, I'll put the explicit warning on this podcast episode, but, um, it did. So I threw them away and I went and I bought myself some pants that fit me and I got rid of the ones that didn't. Okay. So when it comes to baby clothes, just in case they fit one day, like this is the thing about clothes. You are not, you're not wearing those clothes that don't fit you right now. Okay. You're wearing the clothes that fit you right now. Those clothes that are sitting there aren't doing anything for you. Let them go, let them go. And you can cross that bridge when you get there about getting clothes that fit you because eventually I did have to get some other clothes that fit with breastfeeding and getting back into like working out and back to my normal body. But I went and I bought two more pair of jeans. I splurged on two pair of American Eagle jeans that fit me and I don't regret it at all. And I got resourceful and I budgeted and I found myself some clothes that fit me where I was at. Okay, so I have two episodes about this. If you want to go listen to those two, where I go way more in depth about mom clothes and decluttering your clothes as a mom, Lindsay, it covers that, you know, having fancier clothes, but I never do anything fancy like what to do with those. Like, check out those episodes if you want to talk about that. But I wanted to touch on it because so many of you commented about your, your pre baby clothes or maybe even your pre mom life clothes. Um, another one that you guys mentioned was dishes. So we hold on to excessive amounts of dishes, excessive amounts of cooking utensils, excessive amounts of pots and pans and mixing bowls. But um, I'm just going to tell you a story so that maybe you can understand a little bit differently. There's never going to be a time in your life where you're trying to make dinner for your family and 
you pull out the plates and then you drop all the plates and they break and you're like, oh my God, I need backups. And then you pull out the backups and then you drop all the plates and they break. And then you're like, oh my God, I need backups. Then you pull out your glasses and you're like, oh my God, I dropped all the glasses and they're all broken. I can't feed my family. I can't give them drinks. Like, I, like that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> and I know that's a really dramatic ex- story, but I want it to sound dramatic to you and ridiculous so that you can be like, oh my God, you're right. I don't need these dishes just in case. Like there's never a time where I'm going to be boiling four pots of pasta at the same time and cooking three things of meat at the same time. And then I'm going to be mixing all my mixing bowls and making 18 batches of cookies. And I need all of these pots and pans and mixing bowls. Like I want it to sound ridiculous and dramatic too, so that you can, first of all, approach it with a light heart and be like, okay, yeah, like you're right. Like I don't need these, (laughs) but also just get rid of them. If there's a time like that, go to the hospital. You're having a stroke. (laughs) Exactly. Like we don't, we don't need all of this stuff and it keeps us trapped in these cluttered kitchens. It keeps us trapped in these overwhelming lives and these vicious cycles of never being able to catch up or catch a break or feel like we can spend the time actually with our family and actually cooking for them instead of like just trying to shift around and sift through all the crap in our kitchen or trying to find the bottom of the sink and so annoyed that you're just going to order pizza again because there's no clean dishes and you don't feel like tackling that mountain of dishes because it stinks it's got moldy food and blah 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 like that's just in case at its best that's just in case being like this could happen and you're really going to regret it if you don't have 30 plates it's not it's it's never going to happen okay he's living in your wildest imagination so i hope that um um this is helpful for you but i want to just give you a few truths about just in case and kind of the reality of it, because I know I'm kind of like making, being weird about it and like making jokes about it, but honestly, not having enough is never the problem. Having too much is 100% your problem. Not enough, just hear this, not enough is not your problem. Too much is your problem. Okay, you will always have what you need. If you, and I hate to say this because it sounds so like, but um, if you're watching this, on a phone, a computer, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you live a really good life. You live a really good life surrounded by everything that you need. You live a life where you can get resourceful. You live a life where you have grocery stores and Amazon Prime. And when you need to really get something, if shit ever hits the fan, you're gonna figure it out. Okay, you are doing yourself a huge disservice by staying stuck in the mentality that you're not gonna have enough. You're not going to have enough things. You're not going to have enough to be prepared. You're not going to have enough money. You're not going to have enough resources. Like that is a really terrible way to live. And I can tell you that because I've done it. I've done it. It was miserable. It was exhausting. It was draining. And it's just not your problem. The problem isn't that you don't have enough. The problem is that you have too much. And that is what's making you miserable. It's somebody said it, maybe it was Janelle. Uh, no, it was Amy. It was Amy. Amy and Janelle are very similar, but if you listen to Amy's podcast episode on the clutter chronicles, her big, one of her big reasons for wanting to be clutter was so that her blessings didn't feel like a burden. 
Okay, and that's what just in case does. It makes your blessings feel like a burden. It makes the fact that you live in a time where you have everything you need at your fingertips in abundant amounts feel like a burden. It makes you take this blessed and beautiful life that you have and makes it feel like you're drowning. Okay, it literally, just in case, literally turns your blessings into burdens. And I know for sure that you don't want that. Um, and just some other things that just in case is not going, that is just a total lie that just in case makes you believe is that you're going to miss out on something. And when I say miss out, it's kind of what we're talking about, like the procrastination. You're not going to miss out on memories with your kids. You're not going to miss out on their childhood because you didn't keep all of their things. Um, you're not going to lose those memories. You're not going to lose those moments by letting the stuff go, but you might lose those moments in that you will never get to have them if you continue to choose to live where just in case wants you to live in fear and procrastination. Okay. So you might not lose those things, but you might not even know that you lost them because you spend all of your time so consumed by your stuff that you miss those things. Okay. So I know we went from like super lighthearted and funny and joking about dishes to this, but this is, this is the reality of it. This is the reality of it, that you have enough and you're not going to be losing things other than the things you didn't know that you would have ever had. Okay. Like I never would have, if we hadn't ditched our stuff, like I never would have known that it was possible to spend almost every night totally honest guys, not saying this to brag, completely relaxed, hanging out and playing with my kids and my husband. Like I never knew that was even possible. And I don't say that lightheartedly. And I don't say that to be like, to, to make it sound like everything's all rainbows and butterflies 100% of the time, because it's not. But I do know that we are complete opposite of what it used to be where every night was stressful, overwhelming, running around frantic and chaotic, just trying to catch up. That's how our weekends were too, to what it is now where my husband, my, my kids come home from school. They play, I play with them. My husband comes home, he helps and he plays with the kids and he gets to read books with them and play basketball with them and be fully present with them. And that is what I really would have missed out on if I hadn't let go of all this stuff, if I had to chose chosen to let just in case tell me what I should be, because it's very consuming. Your stuff is very consuming. Um, so some tips, I want to give you guys some tips on how to actually like move past just in case and let this stuff go. So realize first that, and this is the, I didn't make this up. I didn't, I heard it somewhere. I don't know where I heard it, but basically if the thing that you're holding on to is about a $20 item that you can get in about 20 minutes, like that's a just in case item like that. And I don't say that lightly because I don't want it to be like $20 isn't a lot of money because we've had times where $20 is a huge amount of money, but if you can replace it in $20 in under 20 minutes, then it's a just in case item most likely. And what I mean by that is that it's a minor inconvenience, most likely. If it's a set of mixing bowls, when you already have two other sets of mixing bowls, 
that's something that you can run down to the store and get for $20 in under 20 minutes. And it's not going to make or break your life for your day. It's not going to leave you hanging. It's not going to leave you totally stuck and screwed for life and ruin everything. It's going to be a minor inconvenience. Okay. So realize that most of the things that you are keeping just in case are for these minor inconveniences that never even happened. And one of the ways that you can get past this is to say whatever the story is that you're saying to yourself about why you need this just in case out loud, which is why I wanted to give you guys this the example of the dishes. Like, oh my, okay, I have five kids and me, I have 30 plates. I need 30 plates for the five of us because what if I, I'm, I'm like on an infomercial and I pull everything out and everything falls all over and breaks all over me. And then we're not going to be able to eat dinner on our plates because I broke every single plate all at once. Right? Like that, say your story out loud, say it out loud. And one of the things that, um, if Shamra is still watching, she said one of her just in case items was like screws and hardware, which I think is a lot of people as well. It used to be me too. That's used, used to be what we had in our garage, that's what our garage was full of. And now I can be like, and Shirma, don't be offended, but be like, I'm holding on to all of these screws and this extra pieces of hardware in case that, you know, my wall starts falling off and then I have this bracket and this screw that I can screw into the wall and fix it. Like, that's not gonna happen, not going to happen. Um, it's not, but those are the kinds of things that I would think about. I'd be like, oh, you know, if this thing ever breaks, you know, I could use this to fix it. Or if I ever want to build something, I can use this to build it. And like those things just never come up. Like say your story out loud. Or if you are still struggling with it, post it in the group and be like, can you guys help me out? Like this, is this a just in case thing? Or is this a legit thing? Because sometimes it really can be confusing. And then just ask yourself, when you say that story out loud, ask yourself, like, is this really going to happen? Or is this just me living in my wildest imagination, right? And you kind of have to step out of your, your emotions and your fear and step out of your procrastination and ask yourself a little bit more practically and logically. But um, ask yourself, like, is this really going to happen? Like, if my friend told me this story and then asked me if this is going to happen, would I be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense? Or would you be like, no, that's ridiculous? So you can also just pretend, like, when you're talking to yourself, if my friend said this to me, would I agree with her? And would I support her in keeping this? Or would I be like, that's weird. That's crazy. Let it go. And then the last thing about just in case is that and this is where I get a little bit Marie Kondo, where she talks about um, like your stuff having energy and wanting to be treated well, because I do think that's true too. But um, your stuff wants to be used, okay? Your stuff has a purpose. And if you are keeping it trapped in your house, never to be used, never to be seen by the light of day, holed up in a garage, not being used, not living its purpose, like that's keeping a ton of stagnant and useless and basically dead weight energy in your house. Okay. So if you have like boxes and boxes of baby clothes that you don't want to get rid of, knowing full well that there's somebody out there who will use those baby clothes, find somebody to use those baby clothes because your stuff wants to be used. Okay. It doesn't want to be held as a side, excuse my 
risque language today, just because this is a mom podcast anyway, and I try to keep it clean, but your stuff doesn't want to be the side chick. Your stuff doesn't want to be the backup. Your stuff doesn't want to be the one sitting in the background, just waiting for, you know, some convenient moment to be like, good thing I saved this thing for 18 years and pulled it out of the box. Now it has a use when it could have been being used by somebody else for 18 years, right? Your stuff wants to be used. Let it be used. Okay. Get weird with it. Give your stuff like a personality and be like, hey, go off into the world. Go do something great with yourself, but not in my house. Okay. That's it. That's it for today's episode. I hope it was helpful. I wanted to record another just in case episode because um, it's been a while since we talked about him. I hope it was helpful. If you guys have questions about this or if it was helpful for you, share it with a friend. Um, If you are listening on the podcast, take a screenshot of the podcast and share it either. I love it when you guys tag me in Instagram stories. Um, If you're listening, share it, share it with your friends, share it with your mom or whatever. (laughs) Share it with somebody, you know, named Justin, Um, whatever you want to do, but share it so that other moms who are struggling with this can hear it too. And I will see you guys all later. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group 
or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.